Gosh, this is so awesome, man. I never in a million years thought something like this would happen. Out of turn number four come the most powerful weight models on the planet, the world of outlaws. I call Scott my dad, and uh, <laughs> nothing like the best in the business, breathing down your throat your first outlaw in. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 23 of Stick Signals. Thank you all so much for stopping on in and joining us for another great episode. My name is Ruben Morellis. Uh, my co-host, Mick, how are you, my friend? I'm Welcome doing back good. Welcome vacation. Yeah, well, it didn't even go anywhere. It was kind of weird. I just hung around the house and took care of a bunch of things I had to take care of. I bought a bike. I bought a, a mountain bike, and when I actually rode it like 30 miles the first day. So the second day, I didn't ride it. <laughs> I bet you, you did a whole lot of nothing on that second yeah, day. The second day, I, I went back to just watching uh, TV. Yeah. Um, even bought the special shorts, which were supposed to help. Uh, maybe I need to wear two pairs. I'm not sure. But anyway, that was my vacation. Nice. Mike Warren, how are you? W- welcome back to, I guess, uh, North Carolina after a big swing. Yes. Uh, my, I was on vacation too, but mine ended up being work related and there was a lot of racing involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just got back in North Carolina, we're recording this on Tuesday, on Monday morning. And, you know, it was fun, you know, a week, two weeks or a week and a half in Minnesota, Wisconsin and North Dakota. And one thing I can tell you, the the dry air in North Dakota, I was not really expecting. Like it kind of I kind of hit like a wall when I oh, got yeah. back yesterday that, that's the, that I'm still in. But that's the best, though. Dry dry air is the way to go. Like, I, I know I'm from the desert, but like the humidity just is absolutely killer. And the dry heat is the way to go. I'll, I'll I'm going to say it right now. I'll I, take 100 degrees or even 110 degrees in a dry heat, then 80 degrees and 100% humidity. I, I second that emotion. Uh, like, Oregon's pretty is super dry air. I've lived in New Orleans. I've lived in the South most of my life at this point, and, man, I miss the dry air. Like, this morning, it was, I think, 82 degrees outside and foggy. Oh, yeah. I got no use for that. Well, the weird the weird thing for me is, like, we, we had two pretty much 90-degree days on Tuesday and Friday. Tuesday being right next to Lake Superior at Gondic Law, and Friday in North Dakota were two different kind of hot. Oh, sure. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like yeah. I was, I no joke, I fogged up the car sitting in sitting in the car after the races writing the story. Yeah, with AC on? Uh, AC wasn't even on. Just really? there was nothing, nothing on. It just, it fogged up. Wow. It was on, but like, if you've ever seen Halloween, it was kind of like how when uh, Annie gets in the car and Michael yeah. Myers has <laughs> yeah. been in there. That's about my best way to describe that. <laughs> but it, uh. And then Friday night in North Dakota was drying, but we got a lot of races to go over here, so we shouldn't really. Uh, Ruben, we like we'll start with the Outlaws, I think. Get those uh, big six out of the way. Yeah, let's go ahead and start with the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series. And uh, <clears throat> since last week, um, I, I kind of covered Jackson Motorplex. Uh, now that I have you guys, let's kind of go uh, t- talk a little bit more about Jackson, and then obviously go go on. Um, yeah, I mean, how about this? Uh, six races, three different uh, winners, only in those six races, and. Uh, it, it was a good swing for you guys, I say. Uh, I told you guys Dennis Herb Jr. was going to get a win, and bam, you got two. You did, but let me tell you, all six winners from the state of Illinois, but it realistically, and this is where the heartbreak comes in, it shouldn't have happened right from night one because Cade Dillard just bad luck bug strikes him on Friday night. Yep. He, he had that race won on Friday, no question about it. Frankie wasn't even sure if he had enough. He, he thought if it stayed green, he might have, but Frank Heckenash Jr. picking up a second career at that time, World of Outlaws victory, and it, it was a good win, but man, Cade just happens to break the center of the wheel off going through one and two, and he was gone. Yeah, that was weird, too. I mean, it just ripped it right off of the, the uh, center hub, so... And then we moved to Saturday night, and I'll tell you what, it looked like it was going to be a snooze fest at first because Dennis Herb was half a track ahead yeah, of everybody he was way else. Out there. And then the cautions start coming out with 10 to go. And we were, I think we were treated to 10 of the best laps I've seen in a long time in racing. You know, B Shep 
throwing the slider and he, he kind of, he, I want to say he missed it because he pulled it off and got in the lead and mm-hmm. he slid up too high. Herb just comes right down on the bottom and keeps the position. And Frankie had a shot at getting two in a row. Was Shepard scored for a lead in, in that battle or did, she, did Dennis he, hold it the whole time? He did. Shepard did not lead a lap, but he did have the lead yeah. for about three or four seconds off a of turn two. Yep, yep. It was just, I, Ruben, I, I know you remember the second night from Jackson. It's just a wild last 10 laps. Yeah, it really was. And, and it's just crazy because that track is is just huge. And for the way it races, it's so amazing. I, it's still a bucket list place for me to go. I can't wait to go there one day. Uh, but yeah, Jackson Motorplex was awesome. It was good to see Dennis Herb Jr. get a win. Uh, I feel like Jackson Motorplex is one of those. It's kind of like a... Like the dark horse, I guess I should say. Like, look at last year, Ricky Weiss got a win. Like, I feel like that's kind of the track, kind of like a wild card. Someone different has to win. And this year was Frankie and Dennis Herb Jr. And by the way, congratulations to Frankie on his birthday. That's right. I tell you what, it was, uh, as I said, one heck of a present was the headline <laughs> for that one. And But it really was. I don't. And again, I you don't know how it would have played out in the last 10 laps. There's a chance there's another caution and Frankie gets Dillard before it's all said and done. But it, it kind of I don't want to say it was gift wrap because I don't want to take it away from Frankie, but he was in the right position to take advantage when Dillard had some trouble. Yeah, uh, guys, let's go and uh, move on to the uh, Gondick Lost Speedway, that midweek show. They're getting ready for the next weekend. Uh, Brandon Shepard. I mean, he, he gets the win, but just over Chris Madden. And you got to You got to feel for Madden, though. Shepard still just adding little bits and pieces to that point lead. What a finish. And I talked obviously. If I didn't talk to him after the race, obviously we we have a problem with me doing my job in the first place. But, uh, (laughs) you know, Brandon, he kind of felt like he got lucky a little bit because he had to throw it up to the high side. And he said he didn't get he didn't go into one and two. He went in a little wider than he wanted to. But Chris was right there, so he couldn't come down off the corner like he wanted to. So he had to swing it up high and through three and four. And I'll be honest with you. I thought coming through three and four, Chris won the race. I really did. But Uh, Brandon felt Brandon had a little bit of bit of a strip of brown up on the top side and he just was able to carry that momentum i believe and if i'm going off the top of my head 0.180 was the margin of victory and i'll i'll tell you it, it was one of those races and those two battling up front was really really fun to watch and dennis herb was right there he led the first half of the race yeah he did and i think watching watching shepherd and madden battle i think might be my if, if i was to pick two drivers to watch battle i think those are my two favorite because the way that they race each other is just it's clean and respectful but they also sort of take you to hold no bars What's the saying? No holds barred, barred. Hold, no holds barred. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you didn't watch much wrestling growing up, did you? No. <laughs> Guys, uh, let's go to the beginning of the night. I know um, we don't give him – well, we do give him a lot of credit, but I, I feel like he, he's starting to turn things around a little bit more. He qualified fast. Uh, yes, he did finish 13th. Uh, Brent Larson uh, got Slick Woody's Cornhole Company Fast Time Qualifier uh, at a 15.847 that night, and that was pretty good to see Brent qualify that good again. Obviously, he didn't get the heat race he wanted because the locals there are fast. I mean, let, let's, let's – let's face it uh giassi and door and a mater and all them guys yeah they're they're, they're good but uh gotta give brent larson a little bit of credit for finding that speed that night as he, well he really i'll tell you what he was he was impressive early and you know he, he definitely came out right at the right time no question about it in qualifying but you know brent close to home because this is the weird thing we raced twice in minnesota this past week both times we raced in wisconsin was actually closer to lake elmo though yeah. I just want to clarify that in, in a weird way, in a weird way. Minnesota's a big state. Let's put it that way. But he was he was just impressive. And I, I'm telling you, it's still coming. That first win is coming. It's just it's not it's when it's not if. And 
you know, sometimes you got to go through some bad runs before you get to some good ones. That's just the way it, it works. And let's clear it up. Uh, Shepard got his 10th one in Wisconsin, by the way, with the Outlaws. And let's clear it up. Kay Dillard uh, was very ill that day. And, and there's been some confusion about that. Kay Dillard was feeling sick. So what happened, uh, he's going to get a hardship points. And he, he got owner points, though, because uh, Jimmy... Mars, uh, who is Dillard's chassis builder with MB Custom Race Cars, entered as the number 97 to earn owner points for Dillard's team. Uh, Jimmy Mars had a very good finish. He finished second out of 24 starters. Uh, so that is going to go towards owner points, which, by the way, if you didn't know there was owner points, you could see that on our website. There's uh, owner points and the regular point standings for the World of Outlaws. I just wanted to touch on that for Kay Dillard. And obviously, we're glad to see uh, Kay Dillard feeling way better um, and Doing good the next night, which we're going to talk about whenever you're ready, Mike. Uh, fourth for Kay Dillard the next night. It was, and we'll move on to Friday at River City Speedway. And first off, I loved River Cities. That was a lot of fun. Birthday race for me. Yep. Which was really, really interesting. You know, I got the ice cream cake in in the afternoon with the uh, World of Outlaws crew and a few other people because, you know, I don't know if you've noticed about ice cream cakes when it's 90 degrees, but they don't last very long. No, but with that crew, they ain't going to last long anyway. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> let's just put it this way. I, I don't have to tell you who was next in line after I got my piece. I bet he drives a four-wheeler. And no comment. <laughs> but uh, we, we moved on after that, and I'll tell you what, it was a great race, and Dennis Herb Jr. on the high side – on the high side, holds off Jimmy Mars. And, you know, I would have liked to seen them to battle on a clean track. And what I mean by that, nothing against the track. What I mean, Lap traffic was on the bottom yep. the entire time. So Dennis staying on top, it worked out in his favor because Jimmy had to kind of back out of the throttle a little bit and got held up. So I want to say he used them as, to quote Rick, he used them like a basketball pick through the corners, the lap cars. And Dennis was able to keep that clean lane and get away in the late stages. And a good win for him, that was... And yes, I pulled the meatloaf reference out for that headline. Two out of three ain't bad for Dennis Herb Jr. And a heck of a run. And like you said, Kate Dillard, a great run as well. You know, Jimmy Mars, a great second place finish. And Mar Mars had a good good run throughout this entire tour when he ran with us. Also. Yeah, and for Dennis Herb Jr., you also got to give him a lot of credit. This is his winningest World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series season. Uh, he's The most wins he's ever had in an outlaw season are two. And that was two times, 2007 and 2012. Uh, so for Dennis Herb Jr., can he keep it going? I, they always say when you're in a hot streak, it's easy to keep it hot. And when you're, you know, when you're cold, it's hard to get warm. So uh, that's pretty good for Dennis Herb Jr. And by the way, good points night for Dennis. Puts him in the top five. It puts him in the top five. Well, for, for fourth. He was fourth, yeah. as and that got switched around at the end of the weekend. He currently sits fifth right now mm -hmm. because Ricky Weiss got back by him after Saturday and Sunday. And uh, we'll move on to Saturday night now. Oh, baby, our first appearance at I-94 Sure Step Speedway was a lot of fun. Now, Frank Heckenass got away and ended up winning the race. But the race behind him from second through fourth was unbelievable between Shepard <laughs> Bruning and Chris Madden. Throwing sliders left and right, slicing and dicing was how Sheppy explained it. And Sheppy ends up finishing second. Bruning gets third by about a nose over Chris Madden, who finished fourth. And I don't want to go into it. You just got to watch Dirt Vision at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Go back in the vault. You'll you'll re or read the story. And you'll understand where I'm coming from on this one. But they put on a very hard-fought battle for positioning. And Ryan Gustin coming home with the fifth-place finish. Ryan Gustin had a good weekend quietly also. I don't, I don't want to take that away from him. But that race was a lot of fun. And I'll tell you what, beautiful facility, beautiful racetrack, and just great seeing those sliders thrown. It's, it's, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, Gustin's the Reaper's been a bit of a the creeper lately. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, Nick, it's funny you say that. 
because th this whole trip, they only had uh, one engine and one car. So they had to be really careful. And to see uh, Gustin have a good run like that, too, was also good. And obviously, your other rookie, Bruning, with third. Well, the one thing that Gustin had, a Gustin and Bruning both had a one little advantage over everybody on this swing. Marshalltown and Decora were not as far away from Jackson as you think, as I'm learning with yeah, geography. No, not at all. So they were able to actually go home after Friday and Saturday at Jackson, which helped them. And I think they were the only ones that had that opportunity. And then they went to, or not Menominee, uh, Gondic Law, and was able to do the rest of the swing. So they had a little bit of an advantage over everybody. And it's a good thing for Gustin because he needed to switch some things out after a tough Saturday night. Uh, Red Cedar Speedway, that was a good one too. Uh, Brian, I mean, Brandon Shepard strikes again. Uh, three different, uh, three winners. Uh, both of them win two apiece. Frankie, Sheppy, and uh, Dennis Herb Jr. And bam, Shepard's back. And just like that, look at what happens when Kane Dillard feels good. Fourth, to second that night. Well, here's the thing about that race, too. Nine times out of ten, when you see Brandon Shepard leads 32 laps of a race, you're probably thinking, ah, okay, Sheppy's in front. It's over. Yeah, that <laughs> was not the case in this one at all. Cade worked him that entire race, and, you know, he had a couple of shots to get him on the inside. And I love what Cade said after the race. You know, I could have threw a slider on him, but I run him clean. And that's, you know, both of them were exceptionally happy about how the other two ran each other and those two ran clean right together and i'll tell you what it was a fun race to watch it was a good cat and mouse game was the best way to describe it as i thought cade was cade was definitely catching him had a couple of shots at him but he didn't want to throw that slider he wanted to earn the pass correct you know the right way and didn't feel like he had enough but still a good run for both of those and Sheppy, he's now tied for the most wins of the season with chris madden and I don't think he's stopping at four, especially with what's coming up next. No, he's definitely not stopping at four. And the crazy thing, I think Shepard uh, loves Wisconsin because three of his wins this year, well, three of the points wins, I should say, uh, come in the state of Wisconsin uh, for Shepard. So Shepard's definitely loving uh, Wisconsin. And, and yeah, you talk about Kay Dillard. I think I think Sheppy was just way smoother in lap traffic. And like Shepard just knows where to put his race car. He he he. He tests all, all the grooves. He knows where to go, and he just knows where to go in lap traffic. He's so smooth, and that's basically where he won. He won it in, in the dance and lap traffic, but still, you got to give Cade so much credit uh, nonetheless. How about my guy from the Dirt Car Summer Nationals going and joining you? Ashton Winger getting back-to-back -back victories with the Dirt Car Summer yeah. Nationals, and then unfortunately uh, had to go to a backup car, but not his backup car. Hey, uh, by the way, I told you guys my all-time favorite driver, uh, from, you know, from the original, like, you know, the, the old schoolers, I'm going to say is Dennis Herb Jr. I mean, Dennis Herb Jr., the 28 of uh, Jimmy Mars. I, I love Jimmy Mars. Uh, and how about his son showing true character in class? Now, obviously, I wasn't with you guys in this outlaw swing, but Rick was talking about it one of the nights that I got to watch. And he said, Sam Mars came up to draw. He filled out his own paperwork. He came up with his own checkbook like he showed true class and true professionalism and, and how about this he lets him he lets uh, ashton drive his car for the feature which is uh, that's that's big respect it was and for those that weren't paying attention on sunday night ashton of course got into the redraw he was set to start seventh but the motor locked up is what he told me and you know he, Thank you to Sammy Mars for doing that. That's awesome. It just shows how awesome racing is. I know you tweeted about it as yeah. soon as you, as soon as I tweeted about it. And, you know, I, I wish Sammy could have made the show also in that situation, but it was good for Sammy to do that. And Ashton, I'll tell you what, I met Ashton for the first time on Sunday. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ashton's awesome. Oh, yeah, Ashton's good people. It's good. And, and yeah, that's it. 
That's why I retweeted that. Is like that's what I love about racing. More, maybe more so than the action is the community and the and the helping each other out. And you know, Ashton drove a long ways overnight, eight hours to make it to that race, and he showed speed. And then, damn, engine locked up. You'll have that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Him and and can't forget Tomas Hunzik, Tomas Tomas uh, from Switzerland. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I got obviously it. Make the show. R- Rick introduced him as being from the Alpine climate of Bend, Oregon. He, he, I mean, it, that's not really Alpine wait, wait, wait. and Bend. That's a high desert. Yeah, and he's already got a nickname, too. Well, yeah. What is it? <laughs> the, apparently, wasn't Rick calling him the Alpine Assassin Yeah, he's calling him the Alpine. Which, yeah. Oh, no, Rick. It, it's, a, it's kind of fair, that, but you got to drive a ways out of Bend to get to the Alpine area, which is like Mount Bachelor and all the snowboarding areas are close, but Bend is a high desert. Like, it's a desert there. Well, so. well the, the thing is, though, like, Tomas already has a nickname. It's Tomas. I mean, sorry, Hot Sauce Tomas. Like, I asked it's him for his It's on the side nickname. of his yeah. car. <laughs> yeah, it's Hot Sauce. I, I, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, I'm going to have to discuss that one with Rick there. Rick, Rick just going freestyle nicknaming people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to love it. I mean, yeah, but Rick has has some pretty cool nicknames. Like, he's, he's made some pretty cool nicknames in the past. We're going to have to talk about that in some segment you know, coming up in the future on Stick Signal. What's really wild is we've just, you know, recapped how many World of Outlaws late model races? Six. Six? Six? How many times did you guys race in Summer Nationals last week? Uh, Only three, which is very sad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the second time we've done that this year. I just want to point that out. Yeah, I want you to know every time the Outlaws run, we don't race. Every time uh, you don't race, we race, which is absolutely blows my mind. To be fair, we raced four times because we ran the mods at Terre Haute. But no, yeah, it's... Yeah, I I just don't understand it. So that's going to switch gears to the Dirt Car Summer Nationals. Uh, I really wasn't much help there with the World of Outlaws guy. Oh, Mick, Mike, go wait, ahead. Wait, we got to do something first. We made predictions before I left oh, for Jackson. I know. And I want to point out, he got Dennis Herb. Yep. Yeah. I got Brandon Shepard, and somebody texted me and said I was picking cherries with that pick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like picking Nick Hoffman for the Modifieds. No, Come I on. think that that's more of a sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember who I picked. Did I get any right? I don't remember. Um, you, you had picked. I know you had picked Madden on one of them, and I think you picked Bruning on the we, other. Yeah, yes, yeah, you picked yeah, Bruning yeah, and yeah, Gustin yeah. each at Jackson. Yeah, yep. on the off nights, I did which, not. Pick which, to be fair, to be fair, Madden almost won. It was a photo finish between him and Shepard, and Bruning did have a good podium. There's no, there's no, there's no to be fair in predictions. You <laughs> but, either nail it or you don't. The reason I say this is we go into the Summer Nationals now, and I believe somebody said that Bobby Pierce was going to have the best week out of everybody. He even sang the song that his nickname is on this podcast. And he was uh, right. Yeah, no, you, you are right. <laughs> I mean, Pierce went out uh, guns blazing at Circle City, got, got a big win uh, there that night, uh, h- holding off the number 14 Gia Joe Gotzi, which by the way, Joe Gotzi out of nowhere, getting a second place run, like his best finish before that was sixth and the season opener, like Joe Gotzi all of a sudden just got big speed and got second. It was a hell, I ain't going to lie. Pierce stunk the show up. Like second was a hell of a race. I mean, between Gotzi yeah. and, and just everybody else, it, it was a good race. But Pierce ended up driving away. Uh, I just got to give a lot of credit to the Circle City Raceways uh, crew because, Mike, you remember when we were there, uh, it, it was very rough. I'm going to be honest, but it was still a very good race. Well, now that it was smooth, it was even a better race. So uh, hats off to Circle City crew. And yeah, Pierce opening it up with a big win with uh the dirt car summer nationals here this week and you know what pierce i'll tell you what pierce has obviously got the fast track to win this entire thing again this year and you know he's been good and he's got a lot of momentum going in i'm gonna say this going into our next world of outlaws race because you know him and everybody else is gonna be there for that so oh yeah you know he's he's a guy this year 
you obviously, you know, as as we're as we find out during the 45 second intro to the features during summer nationals, he is the youngest crown jewel winner in late model history. But sorry, I got to give you crap for that one. though. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's understandable. That's totally fine. But he, uh, you know, he's been on fire. And right now uh, you could make a strong pick. This might be the best one of the best years of his career. Yeah, no, it really is. And obviously, for those of you fans that have been asking, because I talked about this on the last episode, for those of you fans that listened, um, Pierce had to make a decision. He told me he was going to make a decision after Oakshade if he was going to stay on tour or not because he wanted to go race another uh, dirt late model race and he was going to venture out west, but he made it clear and he made this public on his on his Facebook page and Twitter. He is staying on tour. He said he has put himself in too many positions to win this Dirt Car Summer Nationals Championship and he just gave it away. This year, he is staying on tour. So yes, we are going to see him Thursday at the Springfield Raceway in Springfield, Missouri and for the rest of the tour. Pierce on tour looking for his fourth ever championship and try to tie Shirley and Bab with four championships. Guys, let's move on to the second night. Oh, no, that first night, by the way, third was Spencer Hughes. Uh, you got to give Spencer Hughes so much credit. Uh, he's been doing good in the number 11 machine. A second night, uh, you, you head on over to uh, the Thunderbird Raceway in Muskegon, Michigan, and Ashton Winger uh, wins again, uh, getting his second Hell Tour victory. Pretty good over Bobby Pierce. Uh, Ashton, you talk about smooth and lap traffic. Ashton was smooth getting around lap cars. He looked, he looked like a veteran, and that's... Really what struck me, you know, when we talked to him on the podcast, he, he sort of owned up to like, man, I need to to learn some patience and, and all these things. And he had the poise and patience of a of a veteran and, and the way he worked through the lap traffic. And the, <clears throat> on the restarts, people would kind of get up next to him. But as soon as he hit lap traffic, he just navigated like a vet. And it was it was impressive to watch. And uh, I'm, I'm really pumped for, for Ashton for, you know. Sort of showing that maturity and, and coming a long way. Yeah, no, it's really good to see Ashton run like that. Jeep Van Warmer out of the Michigan drivers finished fourth. It was good to see Jeep uh, run good and a good third place by Tanner English. Uh, then we went to the Oakshade Raceway. Uh, Oakshade, they, you got to give them credit. They had a lot of rain uh, that week and the night before, really that morning also. And when we got there at noon, I said, oh boy, this is not going to be ready by the time hot laps come up. They had six hours to get that track ready and they did. And it had some character, but nonetheless, side by side to even three wide racing. I, I was so happy to see that at Oakshade. Uh, the racing was good and Ashton Winger gets his third Hell Tour victory, but his first 10,000 victory with the series uh, it was good to see ashton run that good um obviously the night before we were supposed to run hartford but that got rained out so he went up to kaiser one of his sponsors kaiser manufacturing and uh you know uh thank the sponsors spend a little time regroup reorganize and goes back to back with the series uh that's pretty good for him pierce would finish second again uh to ashton yeah ashton's just what can I say? He's hot. And I, I really hate to see that his engine locked up with the outlaws because how uh, you said he was in the redraw. Like he was going to do some great things on there with the outlaws, but unfortunately uh, couldn't keep that momentum going. But Ashton looking to finish strong with the dirt car summer nationals. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks now. As we, we we look ahead a little bit, I believe you guys run this week, correct? Yes, we start Thursday. It's kind of a late start to the week. It's already, you know, midweek and we don't start till Thursday. But it, but it wraps in a weird way because you got to be done. By like Wednesday because you're off for fall. Yeah, well, so for Prairie Dirt Classic, uh, 
the tour still runs at Prairie Dirt. It's just not Dirt Car Summer Nationals. The Dirt Car Summit Racing Equipment Modified Nationals run uh, at the PDC. But yeah, all our Dirt Car Summer National drivers will be there at the PDC. Obviously, you'll get all of Pierce and Shirley and Frankie and all those guys. But yeah, uh, I, I just want to touch real quick on the modifieds. Um, Nick Hoffman, obviously, we talked about him having to get 14 wins to tie Mike Harrison. Uh, he tied Mike Harrison for the all-time winless. They're both tied at 53. That's pretty cool. Anyway, Mike, back to your thing. I just have to I was going to say, there. you just mentioned Nick Hoffman. I'm like, okay, we can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. seriously, he's been that good. Like, yeah. there's no there's n- no way around it. It's a good thing he has those stats. I'm going to be like, oh, okay, Nick won again. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew, uh, you know, when he wins for the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth time, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's kind of a little, okay, yeah, he won again. But after that, it got exciting because he's catching Mike Harrison to make history here. So now he's tied on the all-time win list. And by the way, at Terre Haute, we were co-sanctioned with the Summit Racing Equipment American Modified Series. And their tech officials tried everything to look for something on the number two car. Guess what? Found nothing. Uh, th- that car is perfectly legal uh, just to squash everything because people on Facebook are absolutely tech officials. You know, everybody's a tech official on Facebook. Uh, so, yeah, no, that car is completely legal. Um, everything's fine on that car. They literally tore that car down at Terre Haute. Like, we were getting ready to leave, and they were still teching. Like, they literally tore that car apart. Um yeah, it was it was unreal. But yeah, Nick Hoffman, he's just good. What can you say? His dad with NASCAR Technical Institute powered engines. Uh, you know, Nick puts that car just anywhere he wants, and he's just so good. So hats off to him, and also hats off to Hunt Gossam and another win at Oakshade. I was the youngest driver to ever win a feature with the series at 14 years of age two years ago. Comes back two years later and wins at the age of 16 in that number 99 car. But that's, that really does it for the Dirt Car Summer Nationals and the Summit Racing Equipment Modified Nationals, guys. Uh, there ain't much to talk about this one because uh, really – uh, there's only been three. Mick, unless you've got anything, my friend. Nope. <laughs> it's it's an abbreviated week. Most most motorsports are doing it because uh, yeah. they're getting ready for the Olympics. We are doing it because they we need a break. Other forms of motorsports are not, not, so, not a topic I want to bring up right now. <laughs> I am not happy after Sunday. What happened Sunday? Um, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna go there. Oh yeah, your guy wrecked. Yeah, they left they left him out there in the rain. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. He should have yeah. spun the pace car. No, <laughs> moving on. But hey, the World of Outlaws, Morton Buildings, late models are off this week. And we prepare for one of, you know, I've been here in the anticipation since the beginning of the year. People have been told, telling me the circle this race on the schedule since I started right before Cherokee. We've made it to the Prairie Dirt Classic, boys. Yep. It's next week. I'm pumped. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I, you know, I just, I watched the 2019 race or the highlights from it. And oh, baby, yeah. it's going to be great. I Phenomenal talk- race. I talked to Shep too. You know, he he we had him look back into 2019 and his thoughts about it. Um, I plan on trying to get a hold of the driver of the 32 to also get his side of it because he's you know it's a big deal. But a lot of guys, you're going to see the best drivers in dirt late model racing battle it out on the bull ring, and it's going to be great. You know what that means? I mean, we need to do our World of Outlaws midseason report card. Should we do them before PDC or after PDC? I think we should do them before. So I think that should be a plan for next week. Next because week because yeah. you. It's going to be tough the week, just just looking ahead the week after we got Adagami as well yep. for the FBP Pat, Platinum Battery Showdown. Right, and then it's on the so, Cedar Lake. Yeah, there's there's a lot of races coming Which, up. by the way, finally, I'm happy to be back with you guys of the World of Outlaws. I, I know you're probably not excited about that. I'm sorry, Mike, but I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yes, I'm back with the Outlaws. I'm excited. I'd be excited, more excited if you didn't text me during the middle of heat races when I'm trying to tweet. So, <laughs> inside story on here. So, when I'm, I was announcing at Tri-City, the last time we were at Tri-City, and I started getting a phone call from Kenny 
from Tyler, from Damon, from Mike, and they all start texting me the alphabet. And they, uh, while I'm trying to announce a race, keep in mind, I have race monitor on my phone and I'm trying to announce a starting lineup and then do the four wide and the world of outlaw crew is apps because they got rained out and they're just bombing my phone. Like they are just absolutely storming my phone. So I decide to get on our group <laughs> chat where everybody is on. And when we got rained out, I decided to go and do the whole alphabet. I did the alphabet once and I messed it up on accident. I said, oops, I messed up. Let me just do it again. And then <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's the best part about that. You forgot the letter A. No, the I did not. no, I did not. I, I On my phone, it looks right. Trust me, I know my alphabet. And here's the thing. The funny, the funny, the funny part is, Mike, like nobody got mad. Like Tyler, you know, Tyler's the funny one. He's all like oh that's it you're done you know like you joking around but mike warren literally sends me dude period seriously period you knew i would not have been mad at any other point in the night except for when i'm trying to tweet well, the race that's going on that was just a little payback i love you mike happy birthday by the way <laughs> i know i know thank you thank you thank you well, don't think i don't have something cooked I, up I, I was gonna send you about a uh, hundred happy birthday messages but you know I, I decided to be nice but yeah my phone just started going off it was funny and i think in one broadcast when i started doing that i could hear i believe because megan was in that group chat and i feel bad because megan well no megan did do it to me one time but her phone started going off in the background where rick was <laughs> it was pretty funny i was like no it was mind. rick's phone Oh, it was Rick's it phone. Was that's Rick's right. Phone. That's right. It was definitely. Yeah, that's right. That's funny stuff. But nonetheless, yeah. And guys, um, we're gonna have to make predictions for PDC coming up. I already have my prediction made. I, I already got it. Gee, I wonder who it is. No, no, no. Uh, uh. You will not believe who my prediction is. We'll have to find out we'll next week. We'll have to week. find out next week. Same stick signals time, same stick signals channel. Speaking of PDC, this week uh, we actually have Matt Curl as an interview. Uh, it's decent time to throw to that, I suppose. Yeah. What have you guys been do doing lately around the track? You guys making any improvements for for this year's PDC? Uh, definitely, we've uh, since we've had our last PDC back in nineteen, we've uh, renovated all the pit stands. Uh, so we have a whole new set of uh, pit bleachers, new pit risers, fifty five yards of concrete on walking paths. Uh, we've we've done a lot of things to kind of give us a a little bit more of a dimension to uh, add more people to the to the speedway. But we're still a quarter mile, and still one of the most uh, heavily populated uh, quarter mile tracks in the country here we can, we're going to hold somewhere around seven to seventy five hundred people here this week uh, in a couple weeks now this is the the 31st annual how many years have you been involved with the pdc um well i've been to everyone um i mean hands-on the pdc was started back in 1990 and back in the fall of 2012 uh myself and gunner uh we went, met with tom and tim crispin at pri and we we brought the Word of Outlaws in for our first Word of Outlaw PDC in 2013. And ever since then, it's been a match made in heaven. And we've been able to build and build and build all the way to this year's 50,000 to win 31st annual PDC. So, um, you know, if it wasn't really for the Word of Outlaws uh, and us partnering up back in the fall of 12, uh, not sure where the PDC would have been. It might have just been, a, a you know, a, a Midwestern special. But uh, we've taken it to the next level. We're really proud of that. And we're we're all excited for this big one here. Yeah, the, I went to the 2019 um, PDC with that phenomenal finish there with Brandon Shepard and uh, Bobby Pierce. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, and then last year, you know, we, we had to take the year off. Talk about a little bit about how you guys had to pivot last year because you guys did get a little bit of racing in last year, right? We did. We uh, we opened up last year at the end of June. Uh, only got 11 shows in last year. But with the shows we did have, we're good. Uh, we're able to kind of give people – 
some motivation to get out of the house and and have a choice to come out and see some entertainment. So we we did what we needed to. We were we were safe. We didn't have any issues here at the track, and we're able to persevere through some hard times and and you know be able to race, which was you know pretty pretty cool for our small town here in Fairbury. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. It, it, this event is really kind of unique in how small the community is that's there, but not only that, but the, how uh, behind the event the community gets. Yeah, there's no question that our community and 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 everybody surrounding our sponsors, which are, are typically almost all community-based, are instrumental in the success of the Fairbury Speedway and our Parader Classic. Uh, when we open the doors up here in a couple of weeks, we're we're looking at having a town of 3,800 double in size, and for that to happen, you have to have your city officials and all the homeowners and everybody all in uh, to, to have something like this work, and they are. Um, they love them. We embrace them. When they come in, you see signs, you see people waving from their front yards. Uh, you know, so many things have made that relationship with the city and our community special. And that's one reason why we're successful. And I'm not going to hide the fact that, you know, there's a lot of towns and, and around the country that don't have that support from cities. And, and, you know, those cities need to wake up. I mean, it's a great partnership. And we're really proud to be a part of, uh, the, you know, Fairbury. Right. And, and to me, you know, that was my first one in 2019. Um, and I was, I'm from a very small town, actually a similar size town. And I was just amazed and blown away at the the support and the people driving around town on golf courts and or golf carts. And everyone was so friendly. And it just, um, it's sort of like the city becomes an extension of the racetrack. And I just think that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, it's been the backbone of how we were able to kind of build over the last six or eight years, you know, getting to where we are today is, is the partnerships and the relationships we had with everybody to, to, to be all in, uh, you know, my crew, which we're going to be, uh, we're going to have well over a hundred people working on my crew for the PDC weekend, which is just incredible for a small event like this, mm -hmm. which is not quite small anymore, but to have that many people, um, you know, really working hard to making this event great is uh, spectacular. So you can't say enough about everybody that's involved, uh, the crew, my team and everybody, um, you know, that comes together to, to put Fairbury on the map, you know, the car counts are always pretty remarkable there. Any uh, any guesses on how many cars you'll get this year? Yeah, you know, we're really close. Uh, over the last four or five years, I've always been either a plus or minus one or two on our driver list because we, anybody that knows me knows that I like to go out and really beat the trees to see what drivers are coming. And we'll have a couple that sneak in that's not on my radar here. But I could really, we had 72 back in 2019. And I think that we're going to be right at that number. I mean, I, I really do. I think, and that's a crazy number and people might say there's no way and you know what, to, to get to that number, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that we're going to be pretty close to that, that number, which is going to be astonishing for this day and age and, and racing, which is going to be fantastic for the fans and for people watching on dirt vision throughout the country to see just a spectacular event here at the small quarter mile boring. Right. And there's not only the late miles, you also have the summit modified tour is that's a stop on their schedule as well. It is. And, uh, we, we did, uh, we did have to cut the registration down. We had an open registration, um, that, that opened and closed within four hours <laughs> yesterday, uh, wow. Monday. So, uh, we're going to cap it at 60 open registration. They'll probably have a couple more that sneak in there from a, uh, from a, like a, a summit, uh, modified uh, nationals uh, registration or our Fairbury Speedway one that we had on our points or whatever, but we're going to be right around 60, which is going to be incredible. And there's some heavy hitters going to come in on the modified division. So it's a nice compliment to our word about law weekend as well. Yeah, it really, it really is like from a fan's aspect, you it's on track action for two complete days. It's two different, you know, divisions battling it out and it's all 
great racing. Um, the Modifieds put on a hell of a show there too. They do. And and I'm really proud. I mean, I, three or four years ago, I, I put the new format together. I just, I, I, I feel like I'm always been a little bit of a visionary when it comes to um, our, our events and doing things during the event. And, and so we, I really laid out what format I thought would be real good for our local drivers, national drivers, modified drivers. And so the format that we have for the PDC is one that is, is action packed for the fan and for the driver all weekend long. Um, they do their qualifying and their preliminary stuff on Friday. And then we run eight features four late model features with the world of outlaws and four modified features. And then on Saturday we do LCSs and, and features and non-qualified features. So it's almost like every single race there's time for comers and goers and action all the way through the pack. And, there's never really a dull moment at Fairway that weekend, which is pretty cool. Right. And, and you also end up with these really cool stories of guys that are sort of underdogs that are, are able to get their way into the feature there on, on the final day. And, and that's always fun for me to watch. I mean, we know the big names are going to be there, but yeah. but it's nice to see the small guy that traveled. You know, maybe he came all the way from Oregon to run it and he makes the feature. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. And we've seen some of our locals sneak in there. We've seen Derek Chandler, you know, uh, make the show and and get in there passing uh, Josh Richards one year. And, and, and we see, you know, the, the names like Paul Parker, you know, who runs with us, you know, a lot of our weekly shows get into those shows. So it's not uncommon for our locals to race hard and, and make the show. I mean, I, I really feel like some of our local drivers like McKay Winger and Mike Spatola have just as good a chance to battle those world of outlaw guys for a hundred laps. Um, you know, pretty much it doesn't quite happen that way with all the bigger half mile tracks, but here a little quarter mile boring here, a lot sure can happen in a hundred laps. Yeah, it's a, it's a great equalizer. Now you you have a background in motorsports other than promoting, right? Did, did you drive at one point or something like that? Uh, just a little bit, not much. Uh, I really started with the racing stuff a long time ago, back when I was a boy, and and kind of went up through and was around the speedway all my life here at Fairbury. So it's not uh, something new for me to be here. But there was a stint that uh, my brother Jeff, who he races late miles, and he'll be racing here at the Parader Classic, uh, which is cool to see. Uh, we raced modifieds for, for a number of years. I crew chiefs for him and we went on the road and he won an AMS title, but uh, I crew chiefed him back before those days. And, and there was a time we had a couple of cars. So I was able to kind of shake my, <laughs> shake my driving experience. And yeah, uh, it's not so good. I'm better as a promoter and owner than I am definitely a race car driver. Well, you were also, uh, uh the world of outlaws, Morton Billings late model series director for a little bit, right? I was yeah. Back in the end of 2017, uh, I met with Tom and Brian and, and the team and uh, came on as our series director. And honestly, it was a fantastic fit for me. I, I love the team. I love the organization. I still do, um, you know, I do anything for Casey and, and Brian and, and the team and, and world of outlaws has always been, you know, a big part of my heart and, and family. So that's why we kind of meshed with the, with the dirt car world and the world of outlaws and stuff. So I was with the world of outlaws for 2018 and it was an amazing year having Brandon Shepard, Chris Madden, and Mike Marler battle, every single weekend and it was one of the special seasons where the world of outlaws had and came down to the last weekend at charlotte where uh where mikey won the, the championship was pretty pretty neat and then really there was probably only one thing that would ever get me out of that job because i just liked it so much and you know was real passionate for it. and that was becoming a track owner here at my hometown at fairbury speedway where there was a lot of tradition and definitely a, a lot of uh things that i could do to make it better and, and to uh, take it into the future. And, and we have, right. we've done that in the last few years for sure. Back to the event a little bit. Um, there's a ton of camping. I know it's got like this really cool camping vibe. Do you have any camping sp spots available still? 
No, we're we're completely sold out of reserve tickets. We're completely sold out of camping. We'll have overflow camping. Uh, we have we'll have about sixty to sixty five overflow camping spots. What's neat is the community's kind of stepped in, and now we have five or six different community uh, lot areas that they're using that there's campers going to be on. So when it's all said and done, we'll have probably and and it's not a big number, but we'll probably have over five hundred campers in Fairbury, which is a pretty good size number but it's not near like eldora but you gotta remember we're a town of we're a town of 3600 3800 yeah. and my property is only 29 acres you know so yeah. we maximize every square inch of this property to make this event go is there somewhere fans can go to um find out about those off-premise camping or just yeah, reach out to us? yep so we have our parader classic event guide located on our website and it is your one-stop shop for everything that you need to know about the parader classic you go to our website at www.fairburyspeedway.com. Up in the right corner there, you'll see the Prater Classic logo. You click on that and you'll pull up all of our event information, which will have what our general mission is, where those seating are, pit passes, times, overflow camping, um, everything you'll need to know for that weekend, including our race format and driver information. So it's pretty neat that our website has that one-stop shop for everything for our uh, for event. And I do know that some of those events don't have that. We're real proud to have that. So you can get that online at fairbraceway.com. Yeah, it's a, it's a great website. I c- cannot wait to go. I, I get to go this year. So um super pumped. Fantastic. Well, Matt Curl, thank you for stopping by and, and uh, hanging out with us on stick signals. Yep. Thank you very much. Matt Curl is just one of the most professional promoters you'll meet in motorsports. He's one of those guys that if you need something, he's going to go out of his way to get it for you. And he's just going to, he's just that type of guy. So go, go buy a ticket at falls and get ready for the biggest race of the year. Obviously we were just there for the dirt car summer nationals. That was fun. Uh, now I can't wait to be back for the Prairie dirt classic $50,000 to win PDC. That's huge. All right. Anyway, uh, we, we also got to talk to a former winner of the Prairie dirt classic, none other than the one man band, Dennis Herb jr. Uh, Dennis, congratulations on your 30th season of racing. That That is big. Let's start on the basic note. How'd you get into motorsports? Well, my dad raced, so it uh, was brought up in the family. So uh worked on his car for many years and then finally decided I wanted to race and uh, it all started then. How old were you when you first started? Oh, maybe about 18. 17, 18, right around in there. And what did, what did you race first? What was your first race car? It was a, uh, you know, late model, uh, CJ Rayburn race car. Nice. Do you remember your first late model win? Uh, yeah, we had a first, we had a heat race win up at um, uh, Wilmot Speedway. Oh, Lake, nice. And you were just at Wilmot. Wisconsin. Yeah, 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 we were up there not too long ago. So, Dennis, I mean, lately you guys have been on a bit of a hot streak lately with the World of Outlaws Tour, and I think we can safely say this has been your best season with the tour so far. Just how has this all been coming together? Because it seems like you guys, since the beginning of the month of June, have just been hitting the right notes on the racetrack. Yeah, everything's been working real good. Uh, we got a good combination uh, going right now. Um, uh, things that, you know, going back to racetracks again for, you know, the second time or so, and really helped out uh and uh just you know we're getting our car you know comfortable and uh the way i like to drive and this thing's uh this, everything's been working out now i know we talked about it a little bit saturday night after or friday night rather after the win at river cities but you know i think it was a lot of sh- it was pretty shocking when people went to the saw you go to the outside to fin- to win that race and it was funny how you were telling me you wanted to go back to the bottom but that river cities race for example what a battle between you and jimmy mars like what was going through your head throughout that <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely a, a good race between us. Um, yeah, and I was actually on the 
the wrong side of the track like I like to run, but, uh, you know, the car was working real good. I know we could, uh, you know, carry some speed up there and, uh, you know, when the car gets, you know, you're comfortable in the car and things are working good, uh, you know, it really doesn't matter where you're at on the track, you know, as long as, uh, as long as you're going forward. So, um, like I said, you know, just cars balance real good and, uh, you know, we were able to, uh, keep our speed up and hit our marks there and, uh, it all worked out for us there. So you look at the schedule and we're getting ready to go back to your home state of Illinois for the PDC. What do you think your chances are there? Oh, I think they're real good. Um, we've had many laps around that place and, uh, won many races down there, uh, past winner of that race also, but, uh, definitely would like it, you know, to pick up that win here now that it's World of Outlaw Race and, uh, we'll be doing everything we can to, uh, get prepared for that one and, uh, hopefully have a good running in that and, hopefully win that race. The the one-man band, we, we talk about it, and we talk about how crew help is so hard to find, but yet it's it's just you and Heather. How much of a challenge is that? And, and I mean, I feel like there's cons to that, though. There, there's cons and pros, though, uh, just being you and Heather. Talk to us about just... Oh, there's definitely, you know, pluses and minuses there, but uh, me and Heather's been doing this together for a long time, and, uh, you know, we know what we need to do when we get to the track and when we're at home at the shop. So, I mean, we work together, you know, real well. And uh, things just, you know, as long as things are going good and smooth, I mean, uh, the two of us can, you know, get get it done, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, you can run into a little bit of problems or, you know, definitely could uh, use, use some extra help and, you know, being up and down, going up and down the road for, Many nice traveling and that, uh, you know, it'd be nice sometimes to have that extra person to do some other things to pick up some of the extra work. But, uh, you know, we, like I said before, you know, she's really dedicated to it and, uh, she's, she works on that car and goes through that, that thing from front to back. And, uh, it's one thing that I don't have to worry about is, you know, she definitely, uh, you know, make sure that everything gets done in the way that I, the way that I like to do it. And also, you know, so she, you know, make sure that it's all ready to go for when I jump into it, I don't have to worry about that. So I can go and concentrate on other things and get my other stuff ready and watching the racetracks and making the final decisions of what we need to do for that race. But, uh, between the two of us, you know, we both work hard at it and, uh, like I said, she does her part. I do my part, and uh, we we get it done. Now, Dennis, I I am um, I go through all the pictures when they come in every weekend from the photographers, and uh, I have to say I've seen more smiling Dennis Herb pictures this year than I ever have, and it's not just because of the wins. It's it's every weekend. It seems like you're you know you've had sort of a rough couple personal weeks, but you seem like you're very happy and comfortable at the track. Is is you know. It's talked about that a little bit, like your your mentality coming into this year seemed positive and, and, you know, the results are showing, so. Yeah, we've definitely been having a good year. And, you know, last year in the series, we were we were also good too. And, uh, you know, like I said, this, you know, things have been working real well for us. And, yeah, it definitely, you know, puts you, you know, in a good mood and stuff. But, uh, you know, being at the racetrack and going up and down the road and just going out and being able to do, you know, what I love to do, I mean, uh, might not show the emotion all the time, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy when I'm at the track and out racing. 
And it really shows because I remember I saw you at um, Juliet for the Dirt Car Summer Nationals and you're like, Ruben, what's happening? And I was like, whoa, Dennis Herb Jr. Sparking a, uh, sparking a conversation with me. That's that's really rare. You know, like we talk here and there, but that was pretty cool. And it is really talked about, Dennis. Like you've been uh, in a like happy, pumped up. Like I actually appreciate that. And I like that because, you know, you're always in that serious in the game mood, which is understandable because this is your career and, and you're focused and you want to be good. Uh, Dennis, let's talk about um, your, 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 uh, career, like you're a true racer, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but last year you ran 91 races. If, if I'm not mistaken, like, do you plan this at the beginning of the year or do you just say, you know what, we're rained out tonight. Let's see what's around and let's go race. Cause you're just a true racer. You're going to show up no matter what. Yeah, we definitely put a lot of races in uh, that's for sure. Um, but you know, we pretty much, you know, look at schedule each year and, uh, you know, plug in the races that we're going to go to definitely full-time, you know, with the outlaw series and then uh, a lot of the summer national races, whatever we can hit and uh, any of the other specials that we can, you know, put in there that makes sense to go to. Um, and like I said, it's, it is what I do to, to make a living. So uh, you have to race and have to keep everything rolling for, for sure to keep, uh, keep this thing going. So um, yeah, I run a lot of races. Uh, probably a little more than I like to sometimes, but, uh, definitely, like I said, it's, it's, uh, something that I, I just love to do and, you know, it is my job, but, you know, just to be able to get out and, and race and, uh, that's, like I said, that's just what I like to love being at the racetrack. How we said it, you've been racing for 30 years. You've won for God's sakes, the world 100, uh, excuse me, the dirtly model dream. Sorry. You've won, uh, the, th- the summer nationals three times. Is there anything else that you'd like to win in your career? Oh, there's definitely, you know, like you said, uh, I have, you know, I won the, the dream, but, uh, I haven't won the world 100 yet. And I definitely want to win that. And, uh, we got a good shot of that coming up here this year. And I think, uh, we'll be putting a lot of focus on that race, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's some other races out there that, you know, definitely want to, some of the bigger crown jewel races that I definitely want to win. Uh, like to win them all, but uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough deal out there, but uh, <clears throat> hopefully we can get some more wins out there. Dennis, uh, let's get to know you a little bit more. Uh, when you're not, I mean, obviously you're always at the racetrack, you're always focused and working, but I guess when you do have a little bit of off time, what do you do in your off time? Try to get some rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there's not. You know, there's there's not uh, especially the way the the schedule is now. We pretty much race year round, but uh, you know, when there is a chance, you know, I like to go out, you know, relax a little bit, and you know, I like fishing. Uh, so if there's any chance I can go do that to get away, and that'd be nice to do, uh, or just go off and uh, just do something different. You know, it's it's nice to get out and just get away from some things every once in a while, but. Uh, you know, just just constantly keep working at it. And like I said, the schedule's just so much. We don't have very much off time. So when, when you do get some chances, you know, to take a break and uh, just to have a day off and sit around and relax is, uh, is a good thing. That's awesome. Well, it's Dennis Herb Jr. celebrating his 30th year of racing, which, by the way, Dennis Herb Jr. did release his new 30 years of racing uh, hoodies and T-shirts. And Dennis, I ain't going to lie, I'm a big fan of this T-shirt because you have all the old school cars there. Uh, out of all the cars in the shirt, which one's your favorite? Oh, I mean, they, they're all pretty much my favorites. I mean, uh, you know, when you when you race for for as long as I have and, uh, you know, 
throughout the years, just, you know, each one of them cars, just, uh, you look back at it and, uh, you know, it means, uh, means something special to me. So, uh, you know, they have a, a few of them there on the shirt. I mean, uh, just makes it, you know, you just sit back and look at it a little bit. And like I said, uh, y'all got some special memories with with each one of them so uh they're all pretty special to me all right there you go well they're available at his website at dennisherb.com go check it out uh as with that dennis thank you so much for joining us on stick signals well thank you for having me on and that's Dennis Herb Jr., a man of not very many words. But if you ever get to meet him, good guy, go up there, get that 30th anniversary T-shirt from him. It's pretty cool. But nonetheless, got to thank our good friends at Manscaped. It's time to bundle up with Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop uh, preserve ball deodorant, crop uh, toner, uh, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new performance package 4.0 includes uh, all that. The lawnmower 4.0, the trimmer is insane, and dare I say, the goat of ball trimmers. Yeah, I said it. Uh, also visit merch uh, store.worldofoutlaws.com. Again, store.worldofoutlaws.com. Free shipping on orders of $50 or more. Dirt Vision Weekend coming up uh, for this weekend, a Thursday night. Dirt Car Summer Nationals are at Springfield. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, nothing tonight. But guess what? Tomorrow on Thursday, we got you covered at the Springfield Raceway for the Dirt Car Summer Nationals. Springfield puts on some good racing. I, I remember last year where Frank Hecken has got the win. Uh, that, that was fun. And obviously, we expect a couple of those Missouri guys to uh, stop on in. And uh, some of the Arkansas boys as well. Uh, Friday, Dirt Car Summer Nationals at the Tri-City Speedway. Remember, we go back there. Unfortunately, Randolph County having to cancel their event with the Dirt Car Summer Nationals. Um, so we uh, reschedule at Tri-City Speedway. That's going to be interesting because this week, uh, the points are really going to shape up because Tanner English heads to his home state, Richmond and um, Lake Cumberland. And by the way, Tri-City, where he just won earlier this season. So you don't want to miss that Friday night on Dirt Vision. Then uh, Williams Grove, night one of the Don Martin with the World of Outlaws NOS Center drink sprint car series weekly racing at jackson and attica saturday night summer nationals were at the clarksville speedway in clarksville tennessee where tanner english picked up his first ever hell tour victory him and his dad won there with the series so this is going to be a big week for tanner english if he wants that championship and if there's a week to get it done this is the week uh, world of outlaws nos energy drink sprint car series at williams grove night two of the don martin and then uh, the 3m race night at knoxville sunday dirt car summer nationals off to the richmond raceway where the world of outlaws morton building st model series were earlier now, we get to go there for the first time, uh, Super Dirt Car Series at Wheat Sport and the weekly racing at Houston Speedway. Monday night, Summer Nationals head off to the Lake Cumberland Speedway for a makeup after being rained out earlier here this season. That's what's on Dirt Vision, presented by Dryden. Uh, check it out. Download the apps. It's uh, very convenient to watch on there. And there you go, on your smart TV, iPad, iPhone, whatever it is, download, tell your friends to get that fast pass. And as with that, race fans, thank you all so much for joining us here on this episode of Stick Signals. We hope to see you next week. And don't forget, report cards next week for the World Outlaws, we get ready for the PDC. Oh, next episode is going to be even better. We thank you all so much for joining us. Have a great week, everybody. Mm-hmm.